As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hit us with that spoiler cast theme song. John Wick. <laughs> you switched it up on us there. I know. Uh, Is we, that a Shyamalan? Okay, yeah, it's recording. Uh, we will talk about both. Of, okay. Uh, Lego Batman and John Wick 2. However, let's start with Lego Batman as we kind of go into some spoilers and do that quickly. Because I don't think there's a lot there to spoil. Like I said, the plot is pretty simple. Um, by the way, uh, welcome to the spoiler cast. If you haven't heard the first part of this, it exists in the Sif Pop podcast proper, uh, where we actually do our reviews of the movie. Here, we're just going to kind of touch on some different spoilers that we couldn't in the podcast uh, to have some further discussion. Um, yeah, the plot's pretty simple. Batman learns that he needs help, you know, and yeah. so and that help comes from Barbara Gordon, comes from, uh, you know, Dick Grayson, comes from Alfred, and eventually comes from all the Batman villains somehow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he learns that he needs to let people in and accept that there's more outside of himself. Yeah. Because uh, he also lets the Joker in. That's right. And that's kind of the primary plot device is that the Joker is upset that Batman won't call him his greatest enemy. <laughs> or say that he hates him. Or say that he hates him. Uh, <laughs> and that was some of the funny Joker stuff that I was talking about were those yeah. moments where they were talking about where it was obvious they were a it's couple. Like, yeah, I like, like, a relation. Relation. I like, I like to fight around. Yeah, I like to fight around. That, you know, that sad kind of Joker thing. face was, was the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you just They keep adding the little white dots to make it more... <laughs> uh, that puppy uh, dog face. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I almost And that's what I was myself. talking about when I said that the funny stuff that the Joker did was all on the animator. Yeah. 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 Besides I, the worth a Google line. Probably worth a Google. <laughs> yeah, talking I, about the Batman villains. Yeah, yeah. Condiment Man and like I, I agree. Or Condiment um, King. Sorry, I agree mostly because the writing was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I just I don't necessarily like the delivery that Ga- Jack uh, Zach Gal- Jack Galifianakis. <laughs> That's his, his, his less known funny brother. brother <laughs> yeah, that Zach Galifianakis. Jack Galifianakis uh, yeah. gave. Which I didn't know that that's who that was until you guys mentioned it earlier. Oh, yeah. That's who that be. So the Joker's plot is to go to the Phantom Zone and get all of the uh, bad guys who are stored in the Phantom Zone, which apparently stores bad guys from other properties. Yeah, uh, the like baddest of the bad. Godzilla, the Raptors. Nope, that was the Kraken. Sorry. That was the Kraken. The Kraken. Yeah. Uh, King Kong. The Raptors from Jurassic Park. Or at least one Raptor. Okay, I want to talk about one of the villains real quick. Uh-huh. You have Ray Fiennes in this movie. Yes. He's voicing Alfred. Yes. And you don't cast him to play Voldemort? <laughs> I was you can't weird, have him do it? both? You can't have him do both? They got, they had Eddie Izzard doing the voice for Voldemort. Oh, that's funny. But, uh, it, just, it just drove me what crazy. What if it's a contractual thing? 
I don't know. I mean, See, that's you, what you I'm talking the, about. You got when, the rights for Voldemort, though. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you have the rights for, you know, Ray Fine's voice is Voldemort. Uh, it's his rights can be so rights tricky. Rights are so weird, man. Like, for instance, that you, has to be it, right? You can show a Dalek, but you can't say Dalek because they own the term. Exterminate. So, oh, I think the Daleks are technically in. Have they gone into public um, domain yet? I don't know, but there has to be a reason they never said Dalek. They said British, British robot, robot British evil robot, which they're technically not robots. Yeah. yeah, no, that's true. Good point. They're ex, they're exoskeleton suits or whatever. For like weird mech squiddy suits. monster babies, yeah, they're mech suits. But getting back to plot proper, yeah. So um, after Batman has this little uh, verbal banter with the Joker about how he doesn't find him to be his greatest villain, essentially like a breakup fight. He just broke <laughs> up with the Joker right there. Um, he then goes home, and we realize that. Batman, this is what I was talking about, how they really captured what Batman is, how lonely he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the movie and, was about his loneliness. Yeah. Can I, I, I just want to say I loved the microwave scene. <laughs> Who here has not done that? Actually put in the extra zero. <laughs> oh. Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. And then just not sat, 20 minutes. <laughs> sat there like waiting for your food. Just staring <laughs> at it. Because you want that food and you know mm-hmm. you, can, you don't have enough time to go do anything else. Mm-hmm. What was it that he was eating? Lobster? Thermidor. Thermidor. That's yep. what it was. Lobster Thermidor, my favorite. And then he's just eating it in a pool along with all of his aquatic Batmobiles. It looked like he had the whole thing. Like it was a plate with the lobster on a fork. Yeah. And he he was just just eating eating that whole thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And then he started. And then he watches rom coms. He watches. uh, What was the one? Was that Tobey Maguire? Tobey. Jerry Maguire. No, no, not Tobey Maguire. For all I know, Tobey Maguire was in. For all I know, Tobey Maguire was Tobey Maguire's an actor, but he's the guy who plays Spider Man. He played Spider Man originally, but oh wait, um, then who am I thinking of that is a country? Toby Keith. Toby Keith. There's right? not a Maguire somewhere. I feel like there's a well, Maguire. there's a Jerry Maguire the movie. There's, there's a Mark, Mark Maguire, Maguire the baseball, baseball player. player. There's so many Maguires. Yeah. Okay, so he was watching Jerry Maguire. <laughs> you had me at hello. Yeah. And uh, they, they laugh. He is like, <laughs> <laughs> and, his laugh is priceless. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, Bruce Wayne goes to a uh, police event where uh, Commissioner Gordon is retiring and his daughter is taking over. Barbara is going to be the new police commissioner, Mm -hmm. voiced by Rosario Dawson, Mm -hmm. which it's funny seeing her in a DC property as opposed to a Marvel property. Right. But... uh, Yeah, so she... She, She's top of her class in Harvard for police. That was one of the funniest (laughs) jokes I've heard in a really long time. That made Cleaning me the funniest up the part. streets with statistics. <laughs> Harvard for police. And the fact that it actually said on her shirt, Harvard for police. She even later says, I learned at Harvard, Harvard for, for police. police. Mm-hmm. So like, that's like un- the name of the place. <laughs> they weren't. <laughs> that wasn't like a. <laughs> I, uh, okay, Aaron, you're going to have to finish. because No, it's able. fine. No, laugh oh, as much as you want. man. Uh, we could do that. We could just. Were there other jokes that stood out to you? Now that we're in spoilers, that you want to re-mention as ones that that made you guys laugh? Yes, there was. <laughs> oh God! So Dick Grayson is an orphan in this, and uh-huh. he shows up, and he's talking to Bruce Wayne because he's the greatest orphan of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's he goes up. He's like, I need to introduce myself to Bruce Wayne, and he said. Hi, my name my name's Grayson. 
Oh. And he's not paying attention because Bruce Wayne is infatuated mm-hmm. at this point by uh, Barbara, Barbara Gordon. Gordon while... Uh, who was, was It wasn't Tears for Fears that was playing. It was... Uh, I it, Just Died in Your I Arms I Just Died tonight. in Your Arms Tonight by... Who sings I, that? I don't know that I've ever known the name of that. Uh, I, I, I'm not the one to ask, that's for sure. I know who sings it because it's on my iTunes. But uh, anyway... So he's listen- He has that song playing in his head, so he's not paying attention. And Richard Grayson says, "My name's Richard, but people call me Dick." And kids can be cruel. Kids can be cruel. <laughs> that was that was the most crass joke in it. It was. Too. It was. It was the one joke that I was like, you know, some parents may have a little issue with that. Little but kids can be cruel. That was priceless, though. Oh, they danced that line so well. <laughs> I don't know that they they really danced it any other place though. Like uh, you oh. know, as far as like the borderline of you know kind of crassness, but um, the one time they go there though, they were dead on. Yeah, right. Head n- head of the nail. Uh, okay, by, I by the say way, this as a uh, con, some of the jokes seemed a little too forced in this movie. Did not you the, feel it? not to jump too far ahead, but the beatboxing in the jail cell thing? I just mm-hmm. felt yeah, like that... unnecessary. It didn't didn't hit right. Yeah, it just didn't, it felt out of place. There was That's one jumping joke. way in the future there. Well, I mean, we like I said, the plot isn't all that complicated. There's yeah. you know battles between you know. There uh, were some scenes where they like the beatboxing scene where they clearly wanted to do something and it just didn't quite land. There was a joke so. that landed really well, I thought, until uh, until later on they kind of pulled it back, which was the I thought a suicide squad joke where he was like you know she was like well why don't you use all these you know bad guys that's to fight with you that's, like, that's, that's a terrible that's a suicide idea. squad joke i, I thought it was it. a suicide squad joke i thought it was hilarious but then later on it happened and i was like well because later on they do release all them to work with him i'm like well you just kind of pulled the rug out from under that joke because you know was he just saying you know was the joke that it's a bad idea, but I'm going to do it anyway down the road? I mean, that's or, what Suicide Squad did. Yeah, so, I think it, it was definitely a Suicide I, Squad joke. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I, anyways. I, they emphasized that line too much for it not to have been a joke at their own expense. Yeah. yeah. Whenever it's a joke like that and then it cuts away to another scene, you know it's a pun. Or it's a... It's a, it's a punchline. It's a quickie remark to yeah. something that's happened. So the Joker, having been broken up with by Batman, essentially decides... I need to get Batman's attention. I need to pull off the greatest villainous act of all time. I'm going to break into the Phantom Zone, which is where Superman puts all of his greatest, and not only his greatest enemies, but... The greatest villains. The greatest villains of all time get sent to the Phantom Zone. Speaking of Agent Smith. Yes. (laughs) There were three of them in there. Yeah, love that. That was great. Yeah, there were some fun little references in there. So uh, the Joker decides, I'm going to get myself thrown into the phantom zone so he breaks into this gala event that bruce wayne has unbeknownst to him but he's adopted dick grayson uh-huh. on accident on accident because dick grayson's talking to him that whole time that he's infatuated with barbara Gordon. He's like, would you adopt me yeah sure so he just adopts them right there without Pretty him sure to- there's more paperwork to it <laughs> yeah <laughs> but not in this world yeah it's this like lego it's, world it's lego world so anywho uh, the Joker breaks into the gallivant and says, I surrender, send me to prison. Him and, and the rest him of... Him and the... Well, the rest of the villains, like Bane and Riddler and Catwoman and Poison Ivy, they don't know that that's what they're breaking in for. So they go there thinking that they're going to pull off this evil plot. Turns out that the Joker just gives them up. Right. And that's whenever they become 
on Batman's side later on because they got thrown yeah. into the prison. Cause Harley Quinn was the only one in on it, right? Like yeah. she was the one she that set it up. She didn't even get caught either. Yeah, right. Phantom's own laundry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a subsidiary of Quinzel Cleaning. Yeah, I didn't know if you noticed that or yeah. not. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, oh man. Uh, then, uh, so Batman and Barbara Gordon know that the Joker's up to something. Batman takes it upon himself to send the Joker to the Phantom Zone. By stealing the Phantom Zone projector from, from Superman. From Superman, which was, that that scene right there, well, it seemed out of place. I thought it was actually really necessary to show that, yeah, Batman, he is lonely. When you think, well, he's got the Justice League. The Justice League doesn't even want to hang out with him. And he's one of the founders of the Justice League. They're right. having a, the anniversary The 57th anniversary, anniversary, of, anniversary of, the of the Justice League. League yeah. And he wasn't invited. And then they had the great Green Lantern joke like, I don't get Superman's emails sometimes for years. <laughs> See? <laughs> I didn't quite get, get that one. Because in the Lego movie, the, or the, the real Lego movie... Superman cannot stand Green Lantern. Yeah, Green Lantern's oh, okay. always trying to be like a hanger-on. Yeah, he's like the annoying friend, like, hey, let's hang out. Superman's I guess like, I just forgot that. Yeah. I thought the Robin stuff in that scene was the best, though. Oh, yeah, where you find out that Dick Grayson's actually like, or, or are you talking about how Superman, or Batman's realizing, I can connect with somebody? Well, I just I just feel like the him doing exactly what Batman was telling him to do, and I just thought that was played really well, and the idea that Batman was basically using him as a pawn and didn't really care about his life you know you are 110 percent expendable <laughs> yeah exactly i so don't know I what that means but sure <laughs> uh i thought that was a great performance so yeah so they um he gets the phantom zone thing you know sends joker to the phantom zone which is what he wanted because he wanted to get out of the phantom zone so he gets uh everybody out of the phantom zone and then it's you know the big fight to get everybody back in which batman tries to do by himself but fails and yeah. so then everybody else comes to his rescue another great joke is whenever he starts yelling at his robot and the robot acts like a sad dog that just gets hushed oh. away oh. <laughs> <laughs> um was there anything else spoiler wise you wanted to bring up in lego movie before we move on to john wick 2 uh, i thought it was great that you were talking about in podcast proper that you you understand why they did the whole Batman realizing that he needs people in his life and that he needs to be a better person. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's basically the end of the movie is uh, he gets sent to the Phantom Zone and he says, yeah, you or they what what was it? The brick? Uh, Phyllis. Phyllis. Yeah. Phyllis, who is the uh, pretty much the warden of the Phantom Zone, says, I will let you leave the Phantom Zone to get all of the villains back here. The only thing is you have to stay because you're t- a terrible person. Voiced by Ellie Kemper, right? From, yes. From, uh, from ha- Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Yep. Yeah. That's who that was. So um, he is on his way back to the Phantom Zone, and then Phyllis says, nope, you get to stay because you became a good person all of a sudden. And then he finally tells the Joker, I hate you. Aww. Uh, that's I, all he ever wanted. I, I do just want to give a mention to that, uh, like whenever they save the town by connecting... Which is, <laughs> yeah, that click, the sudden, just like snap, I, I just lost it. Yeah. I don't know why, just something about that was just perfect. Well, the whole thing was ridiculous, too, is if somehow, you know, they could... Work on join, your core. Yeah, they could join hands and pull it together yeah. somehow. It's uh, a metaphor for coming together. Yes, which uh, is also, what the Legos think, are about. 
honestly, I do think it is true in the comic books. Batman has never told the Joker he's hated him. I think that is true. Oh, interesting. I think that is true. He's never told. Does the he Joker. tell other people he hates them? No. Well, then that's probably well, besides, pretty normal. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ice. What's his name? Or Frost? Well, the guy who killed his parents. Oh, I do um, think. Uh, the guy who killed his parents in Crime God Alley. It's like Ice, Frost, or Cold. What's his name? Mr. Freeze? No. <laughs> I could have told you now before you... Ugh. Google! It's not important, but I'm going to look it up because it's Do one it. of those we'll wait for you. Who killed... It was an Ice name, though. Batman's parents. It's uh, Joe Chill. Joe That's Chill. It. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, Joe Chill killed his parents. and uh, In Crime I think, Alley. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the only time Batman's ever said he's hated somebody. Is Joe Chill? Joe Chill. Yeah. Very nice. So that adds up. Well, before we go on to John Wick 2, uh, I will give you the most important uh, piece of information that we did not get to in that, in that uh, I died in your arms tonight was Cutting Crew. Cutting Crew, the, thank you so much. Crew. So now we can move on. Yeah. See? Yep, never knew that. <laughs> I knew that. John Wick 2. Let's do some spoilers. Uh, John Wick Chapter 2. Because it's a book. Yes. Uh, let's talk some spoilers on that. Um, we, I don't know how in-depth we want to go on the plot of it. Basically, he is forced to go kill the sister of our kind of main bad guy yeah. because he wants to be on the... Um, council. Some sort of council. The high table. Leads. Yeah, the high table. Which, as far as I can tell, it, the people who have a seat on it are... The heads of major organized crime organizations. Yeah, yeah. Because the Kimura like is a big deal. They're like the super mob. Yeah. And they mentioned the the Yakuza, I think, mm-hmm. yeah. once. Um, well, basically, in this so world, the Itali- every, everybody they're, they're is they're an assassin. Italian. So, yeah. Okay, you want to talk about that just real quick? Sure. Every single person in the world apparently <laughs> is, part is of an this assassin. Shadowy assassin organization. Yeah. Yeah, that is uh, earlier when we were like uh, talking about it, and I was talking about the world building. The world building is exciting. The world is interesting and intricate. I do not like how um, how far they overplayed that hand. Yeah, on look at how many assassins we have. Any well, hobo on the street like, could be one. It was it, it was kind of like their way of providing John Wick with an endless supply of people to kill. You know, yeah. it's just they were everywhere. And when they were chasing him, you know, um, so let's go a little more in depth. So he, he has to go do this thing where he kills this woman. He doesn't want to do it, but he's bound by blood oath to do it uh, yeah. through this amulet thing that he has given to this a guy. Marker. A marker that he gave to this guy so he could get out, you know, and they don't really explain why that let him get out. Well, uh, okay, uh, he so was given an impossible task in the first movie they talked about. So it. it's kind of heavily implied that he came to this guy to get that task done. Mm hmm. Uh, so he probably went to this guy who had ties to the Kimura and was like, I need to do this. And the guy was like, okay, I'll do this for you, but I need a favor at Got some it, point. got it. Okay, so that's where he yeah. got the marker. And then so he goes to kill this guy's sister, doesn't want to do it. She actually ends up committing suicide because she wants to go out her own way. Which, yeah. I mean, um, she's dead, so I guess it doesn't matter. Right, and he, and he of course, shoots her in the head because that's what he does with everybody. Uh, gotta make sure, man. Gotta make sure afterwards. And so he's fulfilled, but now that he's fulfilled that, 
His main goal is to go back and kill this guy, too, well, so he doesn't get on the seat. And also, that guy's main goal is to go ahead and take him out. Well, he, y- yes he was no. just going to leave. But, but the then, guy burns him. Yeah, he get, he gets burned by the guy who hired him to kill his sister. Because mm-hmm. the guy said no loose ends. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. And Ruby Rose is like his henchman, and she's sending all of her goons into the catacombs. Which that whole that sequence whole is awesome. That whole catacomb scene great there are several incredible action scenes i don't think that you know uh i don't know if there's any spoilers there other than you know moments where he doesn't die the entire crowd the entire crowd is like oh or yeah. oh or what so a couple times there's somebody out there who is equally as talented at fighting as John Wick, who is played by Common, I don't remember that character's almost name. Almost as equally, yeah, almost he's as another e- super high class uh, assassin. Yeah, and uh, he was actually not just some sort of common killer. Yeah, see what I did there? Yeah, a little bit of a the woman that he was. Actors. I see what you okay. did there. Okay, just want to make sure. I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> Thanks. So Common was actually a ward of the woman that John Wick was sent to kill. Other way around. Or she was, she his was his, yeah, she was, I'm sorry, yeah. And they heavily imply that they were uh, intimate. Yeah. So, oh, I actually didn't get that. I thought it was just like, it's a blood oath. I am bound uh, now to this that person. Yeah, moment there was, when she sends him away and yeah, she's like, a what would I do without you? Yeah. yeah. She's kind of looking at him longingly and uh, he says, someone, my ward, someone I was close to. Oh, okay. So, yeah, there's definitely a connection there. Yeah, they're, they're, either they were very good friends or they were specifically intimate okay but anyway so now he john wick is being hunted by commons character and i'm gonna jump ahead here because i can't i can't wait any longer to talk about this scene there's a scene where comment they're in a subway and common is on this upper balcony and they are walking parallel to each other they both have pistols with silencers in a crowded subway they're taking pop shots at each other without alerting anybody around them as to what's going on it is one of the most amazing scenes ever i just want to say though for everything that they do well with guns silencers are not magic no they, yeah. <laughs> they do not silence at all yeah if you're looking for realism in in some aspects of this movie yeah. you're going to be sorely disappointed but like yeah the kind of like the sneaky shooting was very i've never seen comical, anything like that of? yeah no yeah, it was it was and well, funny that bears, in a way. There's mention, mentioning we didn't talk about it in the the show proper. This movie is kind of comical in some ways. I think some of the stuff is meant to be funny. Yeah, um, you know, there's, there's like self aware of yeah, the action. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, so um, now that uh, John Wick quote unquote completed his task, the girl was killed, even though she kind of killed herself. She's dead. That's she's what dead. The guy who hired him, as Jarrah says, burns him. No loose ends. So now he is put out a Which was bounty. The worst idea. Yeah, the dumbest thing ever. He knows this guy. Yeah. So he puts a bounty of seven million dollars on John Wick's head, and uh, John Wick's killing every other assassin in the world in this full on. Which every street performer ever is apparently an assassin. If you're a street <laughs> performer person. or a panhandler of any sort, a panhandler or a sumo wrestler. Yeah, we didn't mention Lawrence Fishburne is in this as well. Morpheus uh, and Neo back yeah, together. Yeah, Morpheus and Neo back together, but not very, not very long. He just has a moment a where cameo. He has to go to him and you, you know, get his help in going after this guy. You wanted to talk about the seven rounds? In the- oh, um, yeah. He so he goes to 
this guy whose name I don't even know. He's like the king of beggars, I guess. Yeah. Because he controls all of the assassins. Right. The Lawrence also character, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he has had a run-in with him in the past that was negative. He almost killed him, but he gave him a choice. Um, so Lawrence Fishburne is kind of like, I'm probably going to kill you. $7 million is a lot of money. He's like, listen, this guy's a bad bad news for you. Let me kill him. Just give me a gun. So the guy gives him a gun with really good bullets and a good gun. It's just he only has seven bullets, and they specifically state it. And then, like, I thought he was maybe going to ration them out. Right. But they I, get to that moment. Cool. But he goes, one, two, three, four, five, six, and the last guy takes two shots. He's, and then he immediately starts going for someone else's gun. Yeah. But they, they're very specific. Like, I was counting them as soon as they're at seven shots. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I had trouble counting some of them. But, well, you need two hands once, yeah. you, once you get over five. So, you well, know, he just he dumped those bullets <laughs> out real quick. Is the thing? Yeah. Well, and that was kind of a cool surprise too, because you do think when they set that up, they're saying, "Okay, He's you've got seven that. shot." Yeah, you're going to think, "Okay, every shot is going to count." And I mean, it did, but it happened so quickly that you just weren't expecting it. Yeah, he, he did was it using that gun. To get in order guns. to get somebody else's yeah, gun. Exactly. In order bullets. to get somebody else's gun. Spin bullets to make bullets. Yeah. <laughs> it's an investment. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Which, uh, they do something weird, and I think this is a con, uh, and I didn't want to mention it before, uh, because it's sort of spoilery? Not really. It's not super important. Go for but it. Anyway. Um, Doesn't matter now. So, he's clearly going for guns. Uh, throughout that whole sequence, that tower attack on the art museum... His focus is maintaining his ammo levels. But then uh, they send in those like enforcer guys towards the end who have SMGs. Clearly superior firepower. And he downs several of them and never takes one of those SMGs. Oh, interesting. I was thinking that too. I didn't notice that. To one point, he runs out of ammo fighting one of them. And then leaves his SMG on the floor and goes to fight... uh, Ares, I think, is Ruby Rose's character's name. Yeah. Uh, without a gun. Yeah. Um, no, that's interesting. And then she had, whenever she fought him, she had a gun. She went with the punch dagger. Yeah. Which I didn't get. Okay, here's another thing. Here's a big con of this movie, and I had to wait until spoilers to talk about it. John Wick in this movie kills about 100 people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is an absurd kill count. Yeah. But it's an action movie. So kill he count. kills a bunch of people. But then the people who are the biggest threat to him, I'm talking about Common and Ruby Rose's character. You say her name was Ares? Ares, I Ares. Think. He doesn't kill him. Yeah. Why he lets them do go. you. I'm fairly certain she dies. Really? They linger he said, on her I'll long... see you later. And he says, sure. Well, yeah, but then sure, her head, her head kind of and... tilts and she stops blinking for a second. Oh. So I thought that was kind of a joke. I think they left it open in case they wanted to use her again, but I think yeah. I think she was supposed to... I think we're supposed to believe she yeah. died. So Common, we know, is alive. Mm-hmm. But he never wanted to kill him. No, he, he and Common have been like... I got the impression that they were kind of like friends who understood the rules of their world. Yeah. But, but Common had to kill him because... He he's, is bound. He's bound and he killed somebody that was important to him. And John Wick knew that if he didn't incapacitate Common... Which Common very could have easily died anyway. He has a knife in his aorta. Yeah. I mean, nine out of ten times, that's a dead man. Yeah. I'd like but, to. I'd just like to point out that we're having this conversation about almost killing someone with a knife, and Andrew decides to pull out his knife and uh, 
and open it up. I had so a, I, I had just a, got, I, I just got really nervous. I just I got really a, nervous here all of a sudden. <laughs> I had like, a splinter and I had to get it out. It hurt. <laughs> uh, which I would just like to point out the insane precision to in the middle of a, a fight like that to get the aorta to get that specific of a slice on the aorta that will not just instantly kill it. Well, right. That will not certainly kill him. Yeah. And he did the same thing to Lawrence Fishburne's characters to the neck, which yeah. granted the that jugular. was a sneak attack. But yeah. Um, so the biggest thing in the, Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to finish up the plot so we yeah, could talk about other things we wanted to talk about, which yeah. is basically he then goes back to, and there are these protected grounds, uh, uh where the continental, the continental, same as in one, uh, that, you know, you can't kill people in goes in and the guy is there and knows he's safe, but John Wicks decides to kill him anyway in the continental, uh, which means now that John Wick is banished and that excommunicado. For chapter three, he's going to be going against the entire Kimura with no resources. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's everyone is is his enemy at that point. So and that's kind of how the movie ends. Yeah. So what what are some things? I have two specific things that I want to get to, but go ahead, Andrew. It seems like you were going somewhere. So also, what I was going to say, I was going to finish up. He decides to kill the guy on the Continental. They didn't kill the dog in this movie. No. No. That so, would have been, I, and I'm glad. I mean, that yeah. would have been a little weird for them they to do that twice They did blow up his in house. Room. I was very excited whenever the dog showed up after that, though. Yeah, he just comes up and licks his <laughs> I face. I was like, like, no, his dog also. Yeah. <laughs> the dog was, I guess, outside. Yeah. Uh, one, one of my things is a silly continuity thing that I didn't understand. The other thing is the big plot hole that I talked about in the main movie, which okay. is more of a motivation hole than a plot hole, I think. But um, what do you want me to go with first? Silly the, con- the silly thing. continuity thing. The silly continuity thing is at the beginning, the opening scene is him going and getting his car, which we didn't really talk about, but it, it deals with... This, this film takes place five days after the first movie ends. Right, okay. right. So he's going to this guy who we know from the, the other movie was the uncle, I think, of the kid that killed his dog and stole his car. Yeah. And to get his car back. I had assumed and, he'd already gotten it back. No, no, it was there. He, he, I thought John Leguizamo had his car. No, no he John- gave it to John Leguizamo after he got it back after it was all destroyed. In and because f- in the first movie, well, because the, the kid steals it and, I and takes he it, takes- to, and he takes it to John Leguizamo, and then John Leguizamo's like, "Get that car oh, out of okay, my yeah. shop I now." Thought, yeah, I don't know why, but I was thinking that John Leguizamo kept the car and gave it back to John right away. No, because but no. he said, no, get it out of here. And the guy takes it somewhere else. Anyhow, yeah, anyhow, yeah, what sorry. I'm, no, no, no. What I'm getting to is he says something to, I think his bodyguard or somebody who's in the room with him while he is listening to John wick, like kill all his men and try to get his car back. He says, this dude killed three people in a bar with a pencil, pencil, yeah. pencil. pencil. Who does that? Yeah. And then that happens Later in the movie, two guys. No, it was three. He he killed, and it was at a bar. Uh, and and I'm going. Wait a second. Did was he talking about that? Like no, it just he just confused. did it again. He just did it again. It was definitely two guys. He stabbed the first guy in the neck, and, and he went guys. down. Uh, but that same guy got back up, and that's the same guy. Oh, he that was the same guy. The head. Yeah, I just remember the the pencil in the ear. No, yeah. yeah. He's that was the worst. Like that was the biggest reaction in the the theater. The whole movie what was that, the pencil in the air. What that was is they've been talking about how he's killed people with a pencil in both movies. Now they were finally showing you 
this is how this guy can kill you with a pencil. This That's is all it that just, was. It, just, it was weird to me that it was really? in a bar in... It was in, more like in a mall kiosk. like a, yeah. It looked like an internet cafe more than anything. Yeah, it looked like one of those... Like, like an iPod, uh, an I- right. Apple store. Anyways, not a big... That one is not a big deal to me. It was just... Uh, my brain kind of went... Bzz, blah, blah, what? Like, are they going to say... Like, I was trying to figure out, like, some weird time thing. No, it was just or... a visual representation. Right, like, hey, I'm just showing you things in there, though. Do they? Because well, uh, yeah, they cut back and forth between like the the big guy fight and the, the, yeah. Then there was the like, violin fight, the violin fight, and the big guy fight, and some of the travel in between. Yeah, and the pencil was in that montage too. I yeah. Think. yeah, some of that was weird time stuff. Yeah, because which I got that that was fine. And yeah, uh, I don't know. I thought it was a little weird. I don't know why they did it that way. I liked it. Yeah, I, I didn't. I thought it was a little artistic flourish. I didn't mind it too much. Um, but you had another. So the big one is the the one that I that that really kind of messed with the movie for me. That I can only talk about talking spoilers. So I probably won't even mention it in my YouTube review. Is he goes to such huge uh, uh, ways in the beginning to try to avoid paying this marker and not killing this woman but eventually decides I have to go kill this woman because of this marker and obey the rules kind of thing. Yeah. And then his whole thing at the end is I don't care about the rules. I'm just going to kill this guy in the continental. And I'm like, if you're going to break the rules, just kill the guy when he brings you his marker. Like it's just like this whole movie didn't have to happen based on the way he eventually solved his problem. It was like, we could have just skipped the entire movie and you've been on the run. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just, it was weird. Why would he choose to do something and he didn't want to do at the beginning? And then, I don't know. It just didn't sit right with me. That's what I was talking about with uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, how there's John Wick and then there's the Bobby Yeager. Mm-hmm. How sometimes the Bobby Yeager will actually keep John from doing what he wants. So John wants to retire, but the Bobby Yeager is like, I don't care. This guy's gonna die. He, it's a he force hired of me nature. for a, yeah. He hired me for a job. I did the job. Then he put a bounty on me. It doesn't after matter. After trying to kill you, after himself. trying to kill me. Yeah, he tried to kill him. Then he put a bounty on him. So after that, John was like, after making him kill his friend because yeah. they, he says that he was friends with Gianna. I think was yeah. Her name? yeah yeah. He was friends with her. He didn't want to do it. So, so why the, didn't he just not do it? If he if he is the kind of person who will break the rule, like I just, why didn't he just not kill her? Because he he's like, if I do this, I'm out. So they're going to leave hoping me alone. that yeah. he was going to honor the deal. Yeah. So then much. he gets to be free, but once he burned him, there was no other option. Well, yeah. so but then so okay, so if that's his thought process, then why does he kill him in the Continental? That's, that's because the Bobby Yeager. That's the, not John. Well, but you can't have it both ways, is what I'm saying. You, I think you can. Well, may, well, obviously the movie does. Well, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's also uh, to think about it. He w- left him with no other option at that point by retreating to the Continental and then taunting him with how right. Yeah, I could live. Here I can forever. live here forever. Yeah, and then he could just keep assaulting him directly yeah. without with John Wick knowing where he is and not being able to mm-hmm. touch him. It was too much. Hey, why? Let me ask you this: Why couldn't you? And maybe they maybe they mentioned this, and I miss it. Why couldn't you just drag somebody out of the Continental and kill them? <laughs> like, what would keep you from removing them by force? That's I'm pretty doing sure a, the, doing think, a job on Continental. Browns. Yeah, yeah. Pro- probably true. Yeah, I, I think probably that covered. Count that. Yeah, they probably count that. Yeah, I'm just looking for a loophole, man. Would it? Yeah. Count I'm just looking for a loophole. Would it count if you throw them out the window? <laughs> 
Well, if you throw them probably, in the window, probably. then apparently if you throw them in the window, then you're officially on yeah. continental grounds then. So that was hilarious. I like that. When a lot. they came rolling through the You want a drink? <laughs> yeah. Gin. Yeah. Bourbon. Bourbon. So yeah, um I think another thing is if he didn't kill him, because I don't think that John Wick had the same resources that the guy did, he couldn't stay at the Continental as well. Just to, you know, John Wick has to leave because he can't afford to stay at this Continental. He could probably stay for a good long while, but not forever. Yeah. So that was another Plus, thing. Plus, um, as we've seen in the previous film, there's ways around that. You can get other assassins to try to break the Continental rule, and that won't necessarily impact ban- you. It'll just impact them. Yeah. yeah. So John Wick would not have been safe. Yeah. Because John Wick can't afford to hire somebody to take out somebody else in the Continental. <laughs> not when he's worth $7 million. Yeah. So right. he was left with no choice at that point. Yeah, no, it just didn't sit right with me. I no, just, I, like, yeah, I get I, that. I, I, like, if you're going to, I just, I, my my thing was, man, you could have avoided all this pain. <laughs> he just killed yeah. the guy when he brought his marker. Yeah. And, and you're in the same place you ended at. Then he would have been excommunicated from the thing, but would ideally not have any, then he could just go to Gianna and be like, hey, your brother tried to get me to kill you. Right. Uh, I killed him because he was going to kill me. And hopefully she'd be just like... just seems like the better path to me. Hopefully she'd just be like, oh, yeah, you're fine. That's cool. Uh, no, you're good to go. But I get it. And, 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 and maybe, maybe the story is telling us that's how he changed over the movie. Was he, As he's just ready to... He's ready to break the rules now, like yeah, he wasn't before. He, so maybe that's part of his character development. He, he was definitely annoyed by the rules to start. Because yeah. when he went to Ian McShane for the first time... Oh, for sure. The guy was like, you have to do this. And he's like, I don't like these rules. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you guys wanted to touch on with the Wick 2? Well, after he kills him, then uh, he has to meet Ian McShane, so Ian McShane can officially say, in one hour, you are excommunicado, and there will be a $14 million bounty on his head now, because I thought they said they were going to double it now, because he killed... Who knows? No, um, it was an inter- uh, It was uh, continentally, meaning the U.S., it was doubled... But now the uh, it's the bounty gone has gone international. World, international. It's worldwide and now. And I don't think they mentioned that it was doubled. They just said that it was going to increase because okay. the Kimura was now in charge of that. Yeah. So Ian McShane didn't put a bounty on him necessarily. He just said that he no longer has protection. Yeah. But he did show off uh, his power in a way that overplayed the, the hand of the world building a bit. Yeah. How every single person... Is there, an assassin. There's like 40 people in that uh, square. There's more than that. There was like 70 or 80 people in yeah, every like, single oh, one of them. In, they're in a public place with a lot of people Not who don't a know single one of what's them. going on. And every now, single one of them knew what was going on. They could on. have all been hired, like some kind of weird flash, flash mob. mob but <laughs> but well, that's not, the impression I got. Yeah. Was that the flash Yeah, that he had like hired them all to be there to prove a point. Well, I had assumed that they were hired and assassins. That they all worked with the Continental, not just like some people that he was like, hey, do you want to oh, make right, 20 right, bucks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just need you to stop when I say. <laughs> right. No, no, I got it. Yeah, yeah. So now they've definitely set up John Wick Chapter 3. Yeah. And they've what? upped the stakes by quadruple now. Yeah. But I'm just going to tell you again, and I said this during the podcast proper, I like John Wick when he's after something, not when something's after him. Like, I, think I like that, that better. So I, I wish... There would be a way to kind of turn that on its head. I think one, he's going to go after the Kimura. He has no other option. He might. That's what I'd like to see. They I'd like might to see another. Start, uh, I think that just these are my predictions because Ian McShane gives him back the marker. Uh, 
I'm thinking that he is going to start running and then it's going to become a hunter becomes the hunted thing. And he's going to start killing his way up the Kimura. Yeah. And he's going to eventually run into too much to handle. And like the head of the Kimura is going to be there all. I'm the big bad boss guy. And he's going to give him the marker and like, I'm defeated. Here's this thing. Let me explain this. And it's going to resolve the issue. Like, he made me kill her. Cool. I don't even have to see John Wick Chapter 3 now. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. Honestly, here's my prediction. I think John Wick's going to die in the third movie. I think it's he's going to die. That would be a very fitting resolution. Yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. Mm. The death of the Bobby Yeager. Because he's, mm. he's not a very redeemable character. No. Plus, his, uh, his redemption story has already occurred. You know, he got out and he was clean and now he's back. So yeah. him going clean again isn't really very satisfying yeah. for us. I think yeah. I think uh, there's no other way it can end. I think he has to die. And then Ian McShane or the uh, the concierge is going to take care of the dog. Aww. The dog with no name. Yeah, just Here, dog. Here's all I know. If you have a, if you check a flip phone near me i'm just gonna assume you've been assigned to assassinate me at this point like yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> especially like, everybody... like everybody on that entire street got that text message yeah it could have been a coincidence <laughs> like they were all just like some other person was texting each individual one of them or everyone in what was that uh was that ti- uh not Times square uh central, central park. park everyone at central park was an assassin yeah well, that part might actually be true. Yeah. <laughs> now, it's possible that the Continental just sent a text message to literally every human being in New York. Yeah. Hey. Just like, hey, if you happen to see this guy and want to make $7 million, uh, and <laughs> well, they're open were, to killing a they guy. They were doing it all on and DOS computers. So. Yeah. With old-timey, uh, like, switchboards and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I like and apparently that. you had to look like Rosie the Riveter, you know, with yeah, everybody was no with it. I was, I like that. I thought it was pretty cool. It Again, it's the cool. world-building thing, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's an interesting part of what they do. So. Cool, subtle world-building. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. That's right. John Wick Chapter 2 and Lego Batman. Yeah. Uh, thanks for sticking through the spoiler cast. We'll, uh, we'll come back next week with uh, something new. Is it Logan next week? What's next week? Oh, uh, good. If no, no, no. Mind. Logan's the first week of, of March. We've still got... Yeah, if you can give me two seconds. Or a cure for wellness. That's the big one. Ooh. Yeah, a cure for wellness is the big one. I want to see that. And the Great Wall with Matt Damon. Oh, Great Wall. We'll what are they Great trying Wall. to keep oh, out? No. <laughs> yeah, we'll do Great Wall. Matt Damon. I mean, it's Damon. I mean, that'll be the big movie next weekend. Okay. Uh, we might do Cure for Wellness, too. Hey, I don't know. My... I, I would be willing to do both movies, because I have to know what that movie's about. I saw a poster for The Great Wall uh, shortly after it was announced. It's like got Matt Damon in the uh-huh. wall. It's like, what are they trying to keep out? Yeah. And it's just dot, 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 and then it says Matt Damon down at the bottom. <laughs> They're trying to keep out Matt Damon. <laughs> like, like The Great hey, Wall. I've seen was... the Bourne movies, man. I get it. I totally understand. We built this wall for Matt Damon. <laughs> That's right. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.